Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Rightfully Ours. When we think about all the scriptures tells us that Jesus Christ went through to make available to me and you all that God has prepared for me and you, it's only right that we receive and achieve everything that God has for us. I mean, according to all that the Word of God says about what it is that God has made available to us and the heavy price that He paid to make those things and opportunities available to us, it's only right that we receive and achieve everything that he has made available to us. Well, since that's true, then the opposite is equally true. That is, it's wrong for us to not do so. It would be wrong for us to not live out the life that Jesus bled and died so that we can live out. It would be wrong of us to live a life less than a life than the one that Jesus bled and died for us to be able to have and to live in life. Especially since he made a point to have it written in his word so that each and every one of us could come to know about it. And according to God's word, which is always true, all those things rightfully belong to me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Rightfully Ours. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. John chapter 10. We're going to begin the reading at verse 9. Of course, we're continuing in the teaching that we started just a little while back. It's called rightfully ours. What that God has made available to me and you, things that are rightfully ours. We have a just claim to them, a valid claim to them. They're there for me and you because of what Jesus Christ did for me and you. So as a result of that, he ought, we ought to not just be satisfied that they're there, but we ought to have them in our lives too. And we ought, <clears throat> I said we ought to have them in our lives too so that we can then be able to have and enjoy these things that God has made available to me and you, especially since he thought enough of us and thought enough about it to be able to die, to be able to make sure it's available to me and you. So please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say today. And I'm telling y'all, y'all going to be blessed today in Jesus' name. John chapter 10, let's begin reading. Thank you, Lord Jesus, at verse 9. It reads, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. I like that, praise God. God tells us that if anybody is, is born again, that's the people that we've already received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We've already been the ones who have entered in through the door of salvation through Jesus Christ. We save, praise God. But there's an and that comes behind that. You already know and is, is a conjunction. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Hooking up phrases and clauses and making them run right, praise God, so that it can bring two separate things together and cause them to be one thing totally together. Well, what did he do? He caused us to be saved, praise God. That made us on our way to heaven and glad about it and saved from hell's fire and even more glad about it. Praise God. Some of us, praise God, we don't like heat. Hallelujah. Amen. 
And especially when the Bible says you're going to get there and not die. And you're going to be going through all this stuff. Oh, my, my. You know, so some of us are very glad about that. We might not have a clue of what's going to happen up in heaven, but we know what, we, what happens in hell. And so because of that, presently, we might be more excited about not going to hell than we got about going to heaven. Praise God. At least some of us are. Praise God. Man, I'm glad about going to heaven, but I don't really have a perspective on that. <laughs> I had my finger in a fire. Praise God. And I, and I yanked it out as quick as I could. Praise God. But I found out I can't get out of it. Oh, see, oh, see, amen. Praise God. So enough, enough, enough of hell. Praise God. We don't want to have nothing to do with that. Praise God. But he put an and after that, which means that there's more things that we can be able to do. And included all those things is go in and out and find green pastures where we can be able to live in the green pastures that God has in store for me and you. That we can be able to drink from those beautiful still waters that he has available to me and you. That we can have our head covered with oil. Praise God. That might not mean nothing to you. You're trying to get some of that oil out your head. Praise God. But see, this is talking about during the, 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 the Middle Eastern heat. Praise God. Whereas the oil on your head is refreshing and it's soothing too so that you can be able to live a good life like God wants you to do. And it gets rid of any of the bugs that get in your head too. Praise God. Because many times bugs get up in there too. And it'll choke them out and cause them to die out. Praise God. So they no longer pester you and mess with your head and make you think things that you ought not think and do. Well, God says that there's a good life awaiting on me and you. That's what he said in verse 10. He said, I am coming that you might have life. And that you might have it more abundantly. That's God's intention for me and you is to have a life and life more abundantly. To the field till it, to the full till it overflows. Filled to the brim. That's what God has in store for you and me. But at the same time, there's a devil that's trying to stop us from receiving what God has in store for you and me. Thank God that he's at the beginning of that sentence and not the end of that sentence. Praise God. Because we found out that Jesus is the one that comes after him to be able to make sure it cleans up everything that's trying to be done by him. So that we can be able to make sure that that person that's trying to block us and stop us from receiving all that God has in store for us is not successful at it, what he comes to do. I love a God that doesn't want the devil to be successful and then does something about it too. Well, he want, why? Because God wants us to live that abundant life. He wants us to be able to have that life that God, that God wants us to have, that life that Jesus Christ died for us to have. He wants us to be able to receive all those exceeding great and precious promises that God has in store for me and you. Those things that he already said yea and amen to. To those things that it is that are available to me and you. Notice I said available, which means that there's an opportunity to be received by me and you. Opportunities can be accepted or rejected. Opportunities can be received or denied. It's up to me and you. But thank God we got a word of God that inspires us and instructs us what God has in store for me and you so that we don't have to miss out on this awesome, I said awesome, opportunity that God has given me and you. We can step into the fullness of everything that God has in store for me and you, and that's what we're going to do. When we left off, praise God, we were talking about receiving wisdom from God. Praise God that we can receive wisdom from God. In fact, we found out it's wise to receive wisdom from God and even looked at an example of a guy by the name of Solomon. Praise God. Somebody who received wisdom with God. When God gave him a blank check and told him, Give me, tell me what you want and I'll do it for you. He didn't ask for the things that other people asked for. He asked for wisdom. Why? So that he can be able to handle the things that God has given him and that God has put in his care. I know what that's like. I'm a pastor. I pray for people constantly. I pray for you guys constantly. Praise God. And God gives me wisdom of what to do and what to say. Praise God. Because many times, most of the time, just about all the times, it would be different than what I would do or I would say. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, that's what ran in with Solomon. Solomon did something different than anybody would do or say. 
ran into these two women, praise God, garden instruments, who was doing things that they ought not do. And, 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 but yet they was in the midst of a situation that they needed solution for too. Of course, there was one baby that was alive. One was, was dead. And, and, and the dead baby was laying in the wrong bed. And because and, and, and one of the low-down women did something that they weren't supposed to do. She laid on her, ba- her baby, killed it, and then while the other one was asleep, she reversed the babies and then took the other one's baby. And then so that when the other one woke up and saw that their baby was dead, they was all messed up over the fact that their baby was dead. But eventually while they was holding their baby, looking at their baby, they said, hold up, this ain't my baby. But the other one like, you know, mm-hmm, yes it is. And then, mm-mm, no it ain't, mm-mm, yes it is, mm-mm. And, and you know that didn't go well. So they end up bringing it before the king. And they brought that all that la la to the king, and then the king got to listen to all this la la, this sis boom ba tra la la ti da stuff going on and stuff between them, because you know they was cussing and doing everything else too, screaming and hollering and 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 going off on each other's mama too. They was doing everything. Praise God. He said, "Look, go get me a sword." He said, "Cut the baby in half. Give half of the one and half of it to the other." And the one whose mama really was said, oh, no, 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 don't do that. The other one said, hey, cut it in half. I don't care. You know, and he said, I can tell which one is the real mama. Praise God. And so he gave it to the other one because God gave him wisdom that we found out end up causing a fame to go out about him all across the point that nobody other than Jesus Christ has ever matched the the wisdom that that guy was operating in. Why? Because he was dealing with God's people. And even more importantly, because he asked for it. And we found out we can ask for wisdom, too. He said, if any of us lack wisdom, all we have to do is ask of him and he will give it to us liberally and upbraid us not. That is, if we ask in faith, praise God, God will give it to us. Why? Because God wants you to be able to know what he wants you to know so that you can be able to do what he wants you to do so that you can be able to cause the things to happen that he intends to. And that's what God will do. He'll give us wisdom. Today, we're going to work on another thing that it is that the Lord gives us right to. Praise God. He gives us right to. We're going to be working for the next few weeks on the fact that he gives us the right to a long life. He gives us the right to a long life. Look at your neighbor. Say, yo, baby. God gives you the right to a long life. Look at the person on the other side and say, you too. Long life is available to you. Mm-hmm. Look around somebody. Find somebody else. Find somebody sitting by themselves someplace. And y'all point all at them and say, hey, you, you. God gives you a long life too. Mm-hmm. Get my old head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Turn over to Job chapter 5. That's what we're going to be talking about for the next few uh, little while. Is that God gives us a right to a long life. A lot of people really don't understand this. And most people don't believe this. In fact, they really looking forward to a short life. And then even not of a, a life, much of a life in that life. But I'm going to walk you through scripture. And show you how God intends for you to have a long life. And what does it mean to have a long life according to scripture? Let's start with Job chapter 5. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's see what we're supposed to have. We're supposed to go to our graves after living a long, productive life. We're supposed to go to our graves after living a long, productive life. Now, can I put a pause button right here? God never intended us to experience death in the first place. He never experienced us to experience death in the first place. He had created us to be able to live forever. Praise God. He created a body. Praise God. Moved into it a spirit, which was his spirit, which quickens your mortal body. That word quicken means to make alive. 
in such a way as as long as the spirit of God lives in that body, then it will keep it alive from that point on. He designed the body to be able to function forever. He didn't design the body to be able to just function for a few years. It was actually designed to function forever with the spirit of God in it doing what we're supposed to do. But if we lived the life we were supposed to, then we would have lived forever. But yet death didn't come in until sin entered in. That's when death showed up. Praise God. And then sin entered into that body, too, because it entered into the bloodstream. But fortunately, God already knew that was going to happen. And so he set up in such a way where then that body would die, but you would get a new body if you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. One without sin in it, which would then cause you to live forever. Because we're going to live forever. Let me get back. Praise God. We're going to live forever. That's going to be... But in the meantime, while we're still living on this side of heaven, praise God, in this body that we have for here, God still intended for us to be able to live a long, productive life even in this body. Praise God, before we get his body up and then go get the real one that we was going to live forever in. Job chapter 5, let's read verse 26. It reads like this. Job chapter 5. Y'all there yet? Mm-hmm, I ain't, praise God, but I'm on my way. I'm going to bluff you till I get there, though. Praise God. <laughs> Job chapter 5. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, Pastor, going to get there. Mm-hmm. And, and meet us there. Amen. Here I am. I'm there. Job chapter 5. Let's look at verse 26. It says, Thou shalt come to thy grave in a full age, like a shock of corn cometh in its, in, 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 in its season. He said, Thou shalt come to thy grave in a full age. Somebody say full age. Full age. Like a shock of corn. Not shock of corn, but a shock of corn coming in this season. Hallelujah. God said it's going to come in a full age. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I know y'all want to say shock of corn, shock of corn. Amen. We're talking about shock of corn. We're talking about shock of corn. Anyway, it's, so it's, God wants us to be come to our graves in a full age. Praise God. That phrase full age means to be complete, to be complete, which means God's intends for each and every one of us who are his to be able to not go to our graves until our life is complete, until our lives are complete. The inference is, is that it's possible to go to your grave without your life being complete. That is possible to be able to go to your grave without your life being complete. But God said, that's not my intention for you. My intention for you is that by the time you give up this little raggedy body that you got, you used it to the full and you got it complete and you lived complete. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Because once again, the inference is that it's possible to go to your grave without your life being complete, without your life being complete, which means you can go early. Amen. Or you can go when your life is complete. The Darby translation, it renders this verse this way. It says, thou shalt come to the grave in a ripe age as a shock of corn is brought in its season that thou shalt come to the grave in a ripe age as a shock of corn is brought into a season so just like we're not supposed to eat fruit before it's ripe we're not supposed to go to our grave before we reach a ripe age just like we ain't supposed to eat fruit before it's ripe anybody ever tried to eat fruit before it's ripe it's all hard and it's all no good and you don't even finish. You just put it down. You be like, man, uh-uh. This, uh-uh. This, you just throw it away. Well, see, God, God said, I want you to be able to finish your life. Enjoy every bit of your life. 
before you put that thing down. See, a fruit that is not ripe is supposed to stay on the vine or on the tree a little bit longer. A, a, a fruit that is not ripe is supposed to stay on the vine or stay on the tree just a little bit longer. It was plucked early. Well, it's the same way with life lived. It's the same way with life lived. Because a life that is not a ripe age was supposed to be lived longer. Supposed to be lived longer. The person who was, that person was not supposed to die as soon as they did. But see, God intends for you to be a person who lives as long as he intends for you to. Long as he planned for you to do. Long as it is that it's available to you to be able to live. God wants you to get every drip drop of life out of that body that you have presently until you go get the eternal life that he has in store for you. That's God's intention for you. Let me read it out of the Revised Standard, first Bible I ever read. It's called a Revised Standard Bible. It reads, Revised Standard Version, it reads this way too. It says, you shall come to your grave in a ripe old age as a shock of grain comes up to a threshing floor in its season. Notice, as a shock of grain comes up to a threshing floor in its season. I like that. Because when they would bring the corn to the threshing floor, it was at the time when the corn and the and the, 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 the corn and the husk that would be over it would be intact, but it would be ready for it to be separated in such a way as when you throw it up in the air and just a little bit of wind hit it, then it, it would split it and the, and the corn would fall back down to the ground because it had weight. But the, the, shuck of corn, the shuck on the corn would come off of it and stuff like that in such a way it was, it was time for this to happen. It was time for it to be separated. It was time because if it wasn't time yet, you can throw that thing up in the air and it would stay connected, praise God. It would just fall back to the ground and you would just be wasting your time because it wasn't time. Well, God said, I want your life to be one where it's time for you to be separated from this earth. It's time for you to be able to give up your body and give up this earth. It's time for you after you've completed everything I had for you to do. That is time after you've enjoyed everything that I had in store for you. It's time after this that you've done all that you're going to do on this little raggedy earth that we got right now. Praise God so that you can go on back to heaven. Get ready as God revamps this place. Praise God and then come back and live in God's glorious grace for all eternity. This is what God intends for you and me. But notice what he said about it. You shall come to your grave in a ripe old age. Which means a life that is a ripe age is not a ripe age unless it's a ripe old age. A life that is a ripe age is not a ripe age unless it's a ripe old age. See, God wants us to be able to go to our grave, not go to our grave until we live a life that's considered a ripe old age. God wants us to not go to our lives, uh, uh, unto our graves, until we live a life that he considers to be a ripe old age. Notice what I said. He considers to be a ripe old age. Because many, many of us have been lied to about what is a ripe old age. Many of us have been misrepresented of what a, a ripe old age is. Because remember, we've been living in this world for a little while now. And the devil been living here longer than you and me. So he done set up a system that be able to fool you and me to cause us to think less of a life is the full life that God has in store for you. We're going to study that too. Because we're going to find out scripturally speaking that what God, which, that which call, God calls a ripe old age is different than what we call a ripe old age. Amen. It's different than what we call a ripe old age. So God intends us to live much longer than what we have been thought and taught to do. Much longer and be able to have a complete full life. While we're doing it too. Let me read it out of the Bible in basic English. It's going to help you with this one too. 
Bible in basic English renders this verse this way. It says, you will come to your rest, your last resting place in full strength as the grain is taken up to the crushing floor in its time. Notice, you shall come to your last resting place in full strength. Now, when it says your last resting place, it's talking about your last resting place on this earth. Praise God. This is because you, when you lay that thing down this time, when you lay that body down this time, that time it's going to be the last time that you lay that body down. Amen. But when you close your eyes on this side, you're going to open your eyes on that side and you're going to get you a brand new body. Amen. Hallelujah. It's going to be called the glorified body. And there's a rest that's waiting on you in heaven too. Praise God. Hallelujah. But in terms of the last resting place on this earth, God says you will come to your last resting place in full strength. How are you going to get there? In full strength. See, God wants us to go to our resting place full of strength. I said full of strength. Not all broke up and wore out. Full of strength. Not all decrepited and, and depleted. Full of strength. Come on now. God wants us to have a life that's full of strength. When you look at the elders in the Old Testament, praise God, you see that many of them, they gave up their ghosts, not because they was all tired. (laughs) Can't do no more. There was plenty strength left, but they was complete doing what they were supposed to do. So they was willing to give it up and go on to the next thing that God has in store for them to do. Same thing with Jesus. Jesus, our example. Remember when he was on on the cross? Hallelujah. Covered with sin. Remember, he was taking our place. He took our place. Remember, that was us that was supposed to be up there. Who was that supposed to be up there? But remember, he said with a loud voice, Father, into thy hands commend thy my spirit. Said with a what? Wait a minute now. He up there supposed to be suffocating. So if you're dying from suffocation, you're supposed to be like you just can't take no more. You're just trying to hold every last, get the very last words out before you just croak. He went out with a loud voice. Father, enter thy hands. Come in, thy my spirit. Meaning that he went out strong. Somebody say he went out strong. And say we supposed to go out strong, not depleted and weak. We supposed to go out strong. And that's the way we supposed to go, according to the Bible and basic angels. He said, you will come to your last resting place in full. Somebody say full strength. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed with what the word of God had to say. I hope that you're learning that the things that God said in his word that he has for us really are for us. God's not playing. He means exactly what he's saying. God's word really is true. The things that he said in his word that he made available for me and you really are made available for me and you. That's important because it's our proper response to God's word that allows us to receive what we heard. It makes what God promised can happen in our lives actually happen in our lives. So let's do what we need to do. To believe God's word is true. God made those promises to me and you. Promises of God that are rightfully ours. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. And if you're in or visiting San Antonio surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. 
If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. Don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's absolutely no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers, and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every born-again believer should heartily say what the psalmist had to say when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So, if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who've been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by email or letter, sharing with us that you've been blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we also want to say to all of you from the bottom of our hearts, thank you. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do. That is to be a blessing to a blessed people like you. Thank you for being a blessing. And for all of you mothers in San Antonio and surrounding areas, I pray that you have a wonderful Mother's Day on Sunday. You mothers are so very important, whether you know it or not. What would the world be without you? Where would we, your children, be without you? People may not know all that you do, and your children may even overlook and seem to not appreciate all that you do. But God knows and appreciates everything you do. That's why good things are going to happen to you, because of all the good you've done and still do. God said in his word that whatsoever you sow, that shall you so reap. God's going to richly bless each and every one of you mothers for all the blessed and wonderful things that you do and have done in the lives of your children that God gave you. I thank God for all of you mothers everywhere. So on behalf of all of us who are your children, thank each and every one of you for all that you do. You're loved and you're appreciated by us. May God richly bless each of you for all you do. You have a blessed and happy Mother's Day. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week.